Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. It's a funny thing when you see a movie and in that movie there is a lead actor who in some interpretation could actually be deemed to almost be impersonating the director and writer. I think that's where we go with a little bit of Cafe Society. It has a very large number of names in the cast... But there are times, Alex, first, where with Jesse Eisenberg, you could almost think you were looking at a young Woody Allen who was the director and the writer. Absolutely. But this is typical of Woody Allen today because, I mean, he's, he's at an age when he's no longer the leading man. So he injects himself into the screenplay by casting an actor who channels him. So that's what Jesse Eisenberg is here. Now, you could argue that's clever, some people say Woody Allen makes the same movie over and over again or the same style of movie. To me, he's this wonderful, rich, engaging storyteller because lots of his movies are jam-packed full of humour and heart and I reckon Cafe Society is no exception. Well, I think he's done some great stuff over the years. I mean, if you go back, he did Annie Hall, of course, in the 70s. Uh, there was a most underrated film that he directed in the early 80s called A Midsummer Night Sex Comedy, which I thought was very clever. There was Hannah and Her Sisters. There was Radio Days. Uh, there was Mighty Aphrodite. But there's also been a lot of stuff that just sort of flows over you. And I, I don't mean that to, to, to diss the man. I just... He's done some great stuff, but he's also done some stuff that is, for mine, just a bit vanilla. Well, he's done a lot of great stuff, though. I mean, oh, Blue yeah, Jazz- yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, not, Blue I'm Jasmine- not saying he hasn't, but I just think, yeah, uh, yeah you know, I, I just, he, he, look, he's prolific. And as with anyone who is prolific, you'll have hits and misses, and his hit ratio is probably better than most. Oh, incredible. And, and you, you have a look at his CV, and I'm just having a look very briefly now. 76 credits as a writer. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Oh, and yeah. if I look, if I look, I just, just let, let's, let me look at the last. I mean, this he does a movie a year, and it's just extraordinary. If I go back, just to give you some idea of that, this is as a writer as well. I'm just having a look now as a director. So 76 writing credits, 53 directing credits. I mean, if, just the last sort of um, last six, no, 10 years, let's, let's do that. So Cafe Society now. Irrational Man in 2015, Magic in the Moonlight in 14, Blue Jasmine in 13, To Roam with Love in 12, Midnight in Paris in 11, You'll Meet a Tall Dark Stranger in 10, Whatever Works 9, Vicky Christina Barcelona 8, Cassandra's Dream 2007. It's an amazing output, seriously. And Academy Award nominated in 78, 79, uh, 80, 85, 86, 87, 88, 1990, 93, 95, 96, 98, uh, 2006, 2012 and 2014. He's picked up four Academy Awards. He's very good, uh, and I think you know that, that is a great tribute to the man. Uh, but, yeah, again, I just think there are, if you go to something by Woody Allen
it's automatically going to be good, not necessarily the case. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd argue that even at his less endearing, it's still better than a lot of other movies that have come out. But, you know, that's me. Well, that's not I, hard. <laughs> it's probably true. This one, Cafe Society, is set in the 30s. Bittersweet romance following a Bronx-born character that Jesse Eisenberg plays called Bobby Dorfman. And he's this fresh-faced young man, turns to Hollywood where he falls in love. Then he returns to New York and he's swept up in the vibrant world of high society nightclub life. And it centres on events in the lives of Bobby's colourful family. It's this sort of glittering valentine to the movie stars, the socialites, the playboys, the debutantes, politicians and gangsters who epitomise the excitement and glamour of that particular age. Bobby's family, well, they've got relentlessly bickering parents. Then you've got the amoral gangster brother, casual in his amorality, good-hearted teacher sister. And this teacher sister has an egghead for a husband. For the amoral gangster, the hooligan, there are no questions that can't be answered with brute force. The others, though, in the family are more likely to ponder deeper matters, right and wrong, life and death, the commercial viability of religion, even if you like. But Bobby wants more out of life, and, and he flees his father's jewellery store and goes to Hollywood. And he ends up working for a high-powered agent who is his uncle, a role filled by Steve Carell. And Bobby soon falls for Steve Carell's charming assistant. It's a role that Kristen Stewart fills. She, he finds out that she, though, is involved with another man. So that's the background to the story. And, look, it's poignant. It's often very amusing. It's a film that has a novel's sweep. It carries us on a journey from pastel-clad dealmakers in plush Hollywood mansions to the quarrels and tribulations of a humble Bronx family. And it moves from the rough-and-tumble violence of New York gangsters to the sparkling surfaces and secret scandals of Manhattan high life. So this is Woody Allen's romantic tale of dreams that never die. And Allen narrates it. As is often the case, as we've already said, though, the look and feel of the picture is a joy to behold. The sets, the settings, positively delicious, largely period glamour personified. Steve Carell has a lot of fun in his role as the debonair Hollywood wheeler and dealer. Jesse Eisenberg, well, he takes on the characterisation, as we've said, that Woody Allen made his own in so many of his previous films. Part apprehensive, part bravado. And it works well for him. In many ways, though, it really is Kristen Stewart who provides the glue that binds this screenplay together. She's poised, she's confident, torn between her feelings for two men. Boy, has her acting come a long way since Twilight. The, the, I mean, she's done some really strong movies. This is only one one example. There was the, the uh, what was it, the Sils Maria one that was you know came out not long ago and really just set her set her apart. She was just and she stood up against one of the great actors of our our time. I mean, if you look at Kristen Stewart's career, she's making a lot of independent movies that are so good. Yeah, she you know, really she, has sort of walked away from a lot of the big name, the big box office stuff to do to do the stuff that really showcases her skills as an actor. And, and I think well done her. Oh, I, I think the same thing. I mean, how old is she now? She was born in 90. 
So 2000, 2000. She's so she's only 26. She's yeah. still only 26. She's got 45 acting credits to her name. And, I mean, it just it's amazing how really, really strong. Clouds of Sils Maria. If you guys haven't seen that, and I use the term generically, please go along and see it. She holds her own against Juliette Binoche, one of one of the finest actors of our generation. And, you know, just toe-to-toe, two great women, really, really strong. So, you know, I just throw that in there. So it's, it's really she who, who I particularly enjoyed. But overall, it's the colourful array of characters in general and the situations they're placed in that make Cafe Society such an enjoyable watch. You never know where the plot's going to take you and you, you can still be sure that it's going to be entertaining. It's the sort of movie that you can gladly see a second time. In fact, I already have. It's just a lot of fun. And I, for one, dips my lid to Woody Allen and go, this is Woody Allen, the filmmaker. This has got nothing to do with his personal life, which you may choose not to live. That's his life and he's chosen that way and you're entitled not to like it. But, you know, judge the movie on its merits. And that's what we're about here, is about judging movies on their merits. Give us a score for Woody Allen's 10,000th movie, Cafe Society. Eight and a half out of ten, one of the movies of the year. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.